0: Reading for today is taken from Joel chapter two verses one to seventeen and verses twenty eight to thirty two. Blow a trumpet in Zion, sound an alarm on my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming, it is near, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness. Like blackness there is spread upon the mountains a great and powerful people. Their like has never been before nor will be again after them through the years of all generations fire devours before them and behind them a flame burns the land is like the garden of eden before them but behind them a desolate wilderness and nothing escapes them their appearance is like the appearance of horses and like horses they run as with the rumbling of chariots they leap on the tops of the mountains like the crackling of a flame of fire Devouring the stubble Like a powerful army drawn up for battle Before them, peoples are in anguish All faces grow pale Like warriors they charge Like soldiers they scale the wall They march, each on his own way They do not swerve from their paths They do not jostle one another Each marches in his path They burst through the weapons And are not halted They leap upon the city They run upon the walls They climb up into the houses. They enter through the windows like a thief. The earth quakes before them. The heavens tremble. The sun and the moon are darkened, and the stars withdraw their shining. The Lord utters his voice before his army. For his camp is exceedingly great. He who executes his word is powerful. For the day of the Lord is great and very awesome. Who can endure it? Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping and with mourning, and rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love, and he relents over disaster. Who knows whether he will not turn and relent, and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God? Blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, consecrate the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children, even nursing infants. Let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. Between the vestibule and the altar, let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep and say, Spare your people, O Lord, and make not your heritage a reproach, a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? Chapter 2, verse 28 to 32. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female servants in those days I will pour out my spirit.
1: Great. Well, yeah, my last sermon here. Um, Let's pray that God would speak to us. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that it's powerful. Pray that you would speak to each of our hearts today uh, by your spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, yeah, my last sermon, he would just uh, said I could preach on anything. So yeah, I mean, there's so much that I could speak on, right? So many wonderful things, you know. I could preach on Palm Sunday because that's what it is. Maybe just the, the tenderness of Jesus or God's sovereignty and uh, over the war and the pandemic. And um, I don't know, maybe the power of God's word. So many topics that are important. Now, my guess is you weren't really listening to me, right? Because we got interrupted. Well, yeah, it's online. But imagine you were in Lam Kao Mao school and there really was a fire alarm. You wouldn't be listening to me, right? If there was a fire, you would be, well, running out of the building, pick up your kids and leave. I mean, I wouldn't be preaching, right? If there's a fire, preaching is very important. But if there's a fire, I would leave the building. Uh, That's the thing because a fire is deadly, that's why the fire alarm is loud and you know you drop everything and you get out, nothing matters more, a fire is coming. I don't know if you've ever been in a fire, I remember once when I was a student, uh, I was living in uh, student halls and actually yeah there was a fire, someone in another part of the building uh, they fell asleep on the sofa with a cigarette and uh, yeah the sofa was made of vinyl and so yeah there was an actual fire. And so we had to get out. I mean, this was five in the morning, right? Uh, and it was, it was January in Holland, so it was really cold. So we were all there in our pajamas, a winter coat, standing outside. But uh, we didn't mind. We, you could smell the, the smoke, this really sharp, uh, sharp to your nose. And then uh, we could see the flames coming out of the window. I mean, I was glad to be outside, not in a fire. And uh, Fires are dangerous. I mean... If you see a real fire, you know, they're deadly. You don't want to be caught in it. right? You want to know where the exit is. You want to know the alarm works. You don't want to be in a fire. Well, today, as you've heard in this passage, which I thought I should speak on, is uh, it is about a fire alarm, right? Uh, verse 1, blow the trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm on my holy hill. Something dangerous and deadly is coming. And there's all kinds of things going on in the world, you know, all kinds of issues in our lives but the Bible would say there's a huge fire coming and you need to escape. And compared to that, nothing matters more. And it is the day of the Lord. Um, Speaking from Joel, one of the minor prophets, one of the last books of the Old Testament, I think, but uh, there was a huge locust plague coming on Jerusalem. I I don't know if you've ever been in a, uh, we haven't been in, but locusts, they destroy everything. It's a huge disaster for farmers. Uh, for whole of society. And, and Joel sees God's hand in that, and he he sees the, this, this is God coming, this is the day of the Lord. Right? And so in chapter 2, oh, it talks about an army. I think it's just a, a revisioning of this locust plague, but the message is the same. And what is that message? Well, yeah, the day of the Lord is coming. The day of the Lord is coming. Judgment is coming. And well, well you've heard the reading, right? It, it's this horrific vision. Verse 1 and verse 11, this is the day of the Lord, but the darkness, verse 2, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and blackness, because there's this huge army like dawn spreading across the mountains. A large and mighty army comes, such as never was in ancient times, nor ever will be in ages to come. The destruction, verse 3, before them fire devours. Behind them, a flame blazes. Before them, the land is like the Garden of Eden. Behind them, a desert waste. Nothing escapes them. Uh, It's scary, verse 6, at the sight of them. Nations are in anguish. Every face turns pale. Uh, They charge like warriors. They scale walls like soldiers. Uh, They're unstoppable. Verse 9, they rush upon the city. They run along the wall. They climb into the houses. Like thieves, they enter through the windows. Darkness again. The sun and moon are darkened and the stars no longer shine. And it's so scary. Verse 11, the Lord thunders at the head of his army. His forces are beyond number. The day of the Lord is great. It is dreadful. Who can endure it? The day of the Lord. Now, it sounds strange. right? It's a biblical expression, the day of the Lord. Well, what does that mean? Well, it's the day when, when God intervenes, when he steps in and And sorts things out when he makes it right. Uh, Give a silly example. Uh, I know I'm at home. Uh, I'm downstairs drinking coffee, reading something. My children are upstairs, and and this is entirely hypothetical. But uh, you know, I can hear some arguing, and uh, it's okay. I'll I'll just keep drinking my coffee. But uh, the arguing gets louder and louder, and there's some noise, and I hear crying. Well, I put down my coffee, right, and I go upstairs. What what comes now? the day of daddy. Right. I step in and I I sort it out, right? I maybe have to give some punishment. Maybe I have to give a cuddle to someone who's hurt. Right? But you know, I, I I show that I'm in charge and I, I make it right. And and that is what the day of the Lord is. God he steps in and he he makes things right. He brings justice. Uh, he well he he shows his character, right? It's the day of the Lord. He brings things in accordance with who he is. Because often it looks like God isn't there. You see the world and well God seems to be away or God seems to be unjust. He doesn't care, right? There's people sinning and, and, and they don't get punished. Nothing happens. Uh, there's people who are suffering and being oppressed and, and no one is helping them. Where is God? Well, sometimes God, He steps in and He makes things right. He, he judges the sinners and He saves His people. Uh, that is what, what, what the day of the Lord is. And it's happened a number of times. It's come on Israel, on Judah, on Babylon, the day of the Lord. Uh, Palm Sunday, in a way, it's the day of the Lord. The Lord shows up in Jerusalem and yeah, salvation for some, but also judgment on the money changers in the temple, right? God shows up and, and makes it right. Well, sadly, we are sinners. And so usually it's judgment. And so we get this dark and terrifying vision and, and, and so Joel says, you know, you need to act now before it's too late. So he, he sounds the alarm. And God encourages people, you know, return uh, to verse 12. Uh, Even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning Arrange your heart and not your garments. Right. It's, it's coming back to God because, you know, there, there, if judgment is due to sin, of course, the answer is to repent, uh, to appeal to God's mercy. Uh, Joel goes back to this, this classic moment, the golden calf, when the nation was almost wiped out and, and God revealed what he's like. Uh, so return to the Lord, your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. And he relents from sending calamity, right? Uh, God, God is merciful. So, so come back to him. And yeah, so they, they have a huge meeting. Uh, the, everyone comes right. Uh, to 15, uh, blow the trumpet in Zion, declare a holy fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the people, consecrate the assembly, bring together the elders, gather the children, those nurses, even the babies, you know, everyone come and, and repent. And, and you know what? It works. Uh, we didn't read it all because it's a long reading, but the two verse 18, right? Uh, then the Lord was jealous for his land and took pity on his people. Yeah, he brings rain and, and, and grain and wine. Uh, verse 21, do not be afraid, land of Judah. Be, be glad and rejoice. And suddenly, it's, it's, the judgment is averted. And it's a day of, of blessing from a, from a gracious God. Right? Yeah, the day of the Lord is coming. Now, of course, you may think, well, that was a locust plague back then. It doesn't seem to have much to do with me now. Well, Joel does something weird uh, at the end of the reading. Uh, for some reason, he seems to jump to the future, right? Uh, I don't know if you found the reading was a bit weird. So we've been reading about the day of the Lord, and then you get verse 28. And afterwards, I will pour out my spirits on all people. Uh, after the day of the Lord, but then verse 31, the sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. It's a bit weird, right? Here's the day of the Lord and then well the spirit poured out and stuff and then the day of the Lord well so there's not just one day of the Lord the uh, Joel is talking about a future great day of the Lord because it doesn't really seem to be the same day right the first one was the more Jerusalem but this is well I will pour out my spirit on on all people everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved it seems to be bigger uh, it's more, individual, right? When I mean, you have a plague, a locust plague, everyone loses their crops. An army comes, the whole city gets destroyed. Uh, this is, well, those who call on the Lord will be saved, and those who don't, don't. And yet, on the other in the other hand, it seems to be the same day in other ways, right? Um, mm-hmm. Both cases, the sun turning to darkness, moon to blood. They're both the day of the Lord, and it's the same way to escape, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord. Now, that's not a label, like, like John or Andrew, or in this case, Jesus. It's not a name. Name is, is character. Uh, God reveals his name in Exodus. And well, what is his name? Well, that he's gracious and compassionate. What we saw in, uh, in, in verses 13 and 14. And so it's the same th- thing. You, you appeal to God's mercy, and that's how you get out of the day of the Lord. And so it's, yeah, a different day of the Lord, but it's the same. Basically, uh, just like the cross is the greater version of the Passover sacrifice, there's a Great Day of the Lord, which is a greater version of, you know, the smaller days of the Lord. But we we, we can put them together. This we, we can see what it's like to what it's like, what how we need to respond. And so this is relevant for us. This is a, a day of the Lord coming on the whole world, and. when when did the Spirit come? Well, I'm sure you know, Acts chapter 2, after Jesus goes to heaven, he pours out the Spirit. And Joel, you know, Peter quotes Joel. This is now, the Spirit has come, the church has started before, well, one day, the final day of the Lord, when the Lord Jesus returns. And, And we can learn from Joel how to be ready for that. And so that is the sobering reality. The day of the Lord is coming on the whole world. And I know there's so much going on in our lives, right? Unemployment, you know, marriage problems, uh, maybe cancer. Uh, we have the COVID situation here, right? Uh, what is done to the economy and to mental health and, you know, uh, bigger. There's the war in Ukraine and, you know, long-term, maybe climate change and all these things. And we're so much more aware of it, right? With news and social media. Well, the Bible says the the greatest thing, the greatest problem is still our sin, our broken relationship with God, how we've turned away, and then how, yeah, judgment will come. And that will be like a fire, it will be dark and terrifying, and that is what's coming on the whole world. And, it's good. and I know that's difficult to hear, right? It's not the most uplifting message, but the Bible says that's the truth. And, and, and just to say, you know, I, I know we hear this passage and, and other similar passages in the Old Testament, and we don't hear it right, right? We hear that, and we, we, we don't like it. You know, that this army, unstoppable, entering the city, going into every house, and we, we don't like these gods. Um, and we've been watching the Lord of the Rings movies with uh, our kids uh, recently. Uh, there's, there's no picture. Uh, but, uh, I, I don't know, the Battle of Helms Deep, right? It's dark, and then the rain is coming down, you know, uh, there's a 300 old men trying to look for a sword, the women and children are cowering in the caves, uh, there's all this noise outside, because there, there's 10,000 orcs who are commanded to kill everyone, and uh, you just think, you read this passage, and you think, oh, but, but that picture is wrong. It's a misunderstanding, because, you know, those women and children and all and men, they're innocent. And those orcs are evil. The thing is, when we read this passage, we need to remember we are not innocent. And this day of the Lord is coming on people who have turned away from God, who have forsaken him to go after other gods, who have lived for ourselves, who even their good things are done for selfish reasons, who, right? who don't do anything God's way. That, that's the problem. And then it's good for God to intervene, right? If, if my children are fighting, it's good for me to intervene. Uh, if you want to do Lord of the Rings, you know, think of a white army of elves with long flowing hair, and they they go into Mordor and they you know they they shoot every last orc to make Middle Earth safe again. Uh, that's a good picture. It's still a brutal picture, but that is the good thing. The problem is, in some way. We're the orcs, the Bible says. Our our hearts are set on evil, they're unclean. Yeah, but so we need to return, right? Return, nothing matters more. We need to heed the warning, be ready, Uh, you know, because it's not here yet. It's coming and we can return. And so God says, Yeah, even now, return to me uh, with with all your heart. And, and, And note that this is God's initiative, right? Again, God, he wants people to be saved. He gives them a chance. If God really wanted to destroy the world, he would do that. He doesn't. He wants people to turn. Judgment needs to come, but he warns people, come back even now. Come back to me. You can There's still a way out. I'm a God of mercy. Return. I'm gracious and compassionate. So, yeah, weeping, mourning, repenting, stopping going our own way and, and turning back to him and calling on his mercy, or as Peter says it in Acts two, repent and be baptized. And the thing is, nothing matters more. I, th- I think Joel is such a, an urgent message, right? Nothing matters more. Uh, he just he, he sees this happening and he, he goes everywhere. Uh, chapter 1, he, he goes to the bar, uh, wake up, you drunkards, and weep, wail, all you drinkers of wine, uh, he goes to the market, uh, verse 11, despair, you farmers, wail, you vine growers, he goes to the temple, uh, put on sackcloth, you priests, and mourn, wail, you who minister before the altar, uh, come on, do something, uh, we saw it in chapter 2, right? gather the people, consecrate the assembly, uh, bring together the elders and the children and the babies, uh, I love this detail at the end of verse 16. Um, let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. And the word for room here is a, a bedroom, right? So a groom and a bride in a bedroom—it's it's their honeymoon. I mean, can you imagine, right? You've been dating for years, and you get engaged, and after a long time, you know, the, the, the wedding, beautiful day and uh, the the ceremony and the photos and the reception and the banquet and and, but then now it's 11 pm and you're tired and you're going to the hotel uh, for for your honeymoon right and and you've kept yourself pure all those years but now remember the song of songs it's time for married life and then joel's at the door come on the day of the lord is here come to the prayer meeting not now, okay? You know, tomorrow, all right? You know, in one hour later, please. (laughs) But that is what Joel says. This is more important than your honeymoon. This is more important than than anything. And again, yeah, if your hotel was on fire, my guess is you would break off, right? You would go outside. You know, this is more important than anything. Uh, If you're here, if you're watching this and, and, you know, you're not yet a Christian, again, can I encourage you, (laughs) you know, the Bible says this is going to happen. Return. You need to come back. You know, come to Jesus and he died for you. So, so yeah, he, you can come back and you can be forgiven. As we've heard, uh, there's a fire alarm. Uh, my guess is you hear that and you think, well, I, I don't believe there's a fire. Well, have you actually checked it out? Right? If I hear an alarm, you know, do I smell smoke? Uh, do I see flames? Right. Have you done Christianity explored? Have you actually seen whether there there's any evidence, right? Uh, is Jesus really who he says he is? Uh, Jesus died. Did he rise from the dead? If he's in his grave, well, he's not going to come back. It's fine. If he did rise from the dead, maybe you should do something, right? But, but don't leave this. Many people, they, yeah, yeah, okay, I should think about this, but when, maybe when the kids have gone to uni, then I have more time. Or when I'm retired, then I have more time. Or when I'm in an old people's home, when I, I can't travel anymore. Then I'll have more time. Act now, right? Find out now, because you never know when Jesus will come back. But, but let me speak to, to to Christians, right? This is most of us. I, I guess most, yeah. We, we have responded, right? I, I've prayed a prayer. You know, I'm fine, right? I've, I've got my insurance. The day of the Lord will be will be great for me. But you read this kind of chapter. This should be the biggest thing in our life bigger than what university you go to, uh, bigger than your job, bigger than money, bigger than getting married, you know, what would that look like? You know, how, how important is it to stay close to Jesus? Are, are you really trying to stay close to the cross? You know, Jesus is your way out. You, you want to you stay sensitive to your sin, right? You, you want to make sure that you're aware of your need and you hold on to him and you keep trusting him. You know, have we really returned to the Lord? Again, that's what it says, right? Return to me. It suggests that God is here and you're over there. And it's not just praying a prayer, right? You return and and, and you live again His way. And it's not something superficial, rent your heart, not your garments, Joel says, right? Uh, we, we, yeah, we, we should live differently now. It doesn't mean that we were saved by returning or by doing good or something like that, right? Um, compared with marriage, how do you get married? Uh, you get married by saying, I do in a wedding. But of course, your life should change, right? You should be moving in together and starting a family and, you know, starting a household together. Your life should change, even though that's not the thing that makes you married, but it should flow from it. But, but what do we live for? You know, if Jesus is coming back, well, what, what are we living for? Again, we talked about it last week, but I thought, yeah, this is so important. We need to be, spend more time on it. But yeah, as we saw last week, for the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels. And then he will reward each person for what he's done, for what they've done, right? Things will be different. This world will end and will stand before Jesus. The only thing is it doesn't seem so urgent. I mean, Joel's was really urgent, right? He can see the locusts in the distance. For us, I mean, it's been 2,000 years. And, and maybe Jesus will come back this afternoon. But maybe it will be 10 years. Maybe it will be 100 years. We don't know. And that means that, yeah, we can't just drop everything. I mean, if, if I knew Jesus will come back tomorrow, well, I guess you wouldn't go to work. And you don't send your kids to violin lesson, right? Who cares? Jesus is going to come back. But of course, if it's ten years, well, we need to work and we need to sleep and we need to eat and all. I uh, need to need to study and need to go to uni and all those things. The thing is, life can be so full with, with all the normal stuff that we just don't have time for anything. Right? And we we don't. There is nothing in our life that actually has anything to do with with this. But but Jesus will come and and will stand before him. This life won't last. Right? On the day of the Lord, what matters is the work of the Lord and the things of the Lord. And, you know, that we've, you know, he is doing something in the world and that we've taken part in that. And, and we sit loose to the, the things that actually won't matter. I mean, we hope to be moving house in a few months. We're not doing a big renovation and buying more furniture now. Why Why would we? This is going to end soon. Well, this world is going to end soon. And your bank account doesn't matter that much ultimately, Right? It, it should change us. Um, this guy, you probably don't know him, but this was the Earl of Shaftesbury in the nineteenth century, uh, Anthony Ashley Cooper. Uh, he was a you know he was a politician and he did amazing good works. His biographer said that there's no one ever who's done more to alleviate human misery. You know he lots of laws about child labor, about you know children and women working in mines that that got forbidden. No more boys as chimney sweepers. Uh, lots of you know, care for the mentally handicapped, school for the poor, school, um, against the drug trade. He did so much good. And later, at the end of his life, people asked him why, uh, you know, how 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 come that he did so much good stuff, so much love and good works? Well, and he said this: I do not think in the last forty years I have lived one conscious hour that was not influenced by the thought of our lord's return you know he just constantly thought that, that jesus is going to come back and i'm going to you know stand before him and and so it's his things that matter i mean I, I wish i could say that this is so challenging right i this is not me but you know it, it should be the lord jesus will return the day of the lord the day of christ coming as judge on the world and the one who's going to as our judge who will reward us nothing matters more. And yeah, one big thing that Joel highlights, yeah, nothing matters more than this. Again, warn others. Nothing matters more. That's the great thing about a warning, right? There is a chance to escape, but people need to hear the warning, right? Like a fire alarm, you need to hear it. Now, let's go back to that fire in my student days. Let me tell you something. I did not hear the fire alarm. I didn't hear the fire alarm. I mean, one reason was that, you know, I was a student. I I just went to bed at 3 a.m. completely drunk. That's one. But second, uh, the fire alarm was a bit defective. It sometimes would make some noise when there wasn't a fire. And so being very wise students, instead of getting it repaired, we just stuffed some old socks in it and it wouldn't make any sound. Very wise. But basically, we did not hear the fire alarm. I, I, I was just sleeping. But how did I get out? because there were other people who just went knocking on every door, making sure that everyone knew, making sure there was no one left behind. And because of that, well, I mean, it wasn't a serious fire, it was the sofa in another part of the building, but it was a real fire. Uh, I'm so grateful to those people who took the trouble, right? who didn't just, oh well, only, they didn't just care about themselves. They, they took the time. They. Well, maybe he doesn't believe in fire, so let's not offend him. Maybe he likes sleeping. No, This is so important. Nothing matters more than getting out. And, and, and that is what, what God wants. Right? People need to hear about the day of the Lord. That's what Joel is doing. That's why he's going to the bar and to the farm and to the market and to the temple and the honeymoon suite. Everyone, you need to hear this. That is him as a prophet. And, and, and right now, it's not just Joel, right? You know, before the great of the day of the Lord there's going to be lots of prophets, as we saw. And afterwards, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. It's not about, you know, hearing messages from God or something. I think this is prophesying as Joel did, telling people about the day of the Lord. And because what's the result? And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And that's so encouraging, right? Does God want people to be saved? Yes. That's why he gives his spirit. That's why he gives the spirit to everyone so that everyone can go and proclaim the gospel. And, and, and that's what happens, right? You know, Acts chapter 2, what does the spirit come? To? Yeah, the spirit does lots of things, sure. But the big thing he does there is, you know, filling people so that they can go out and they, they're bold and they warn people of the day of the Lord. Uh, again, it's not easy, especially the, the urgent and the important. Right? Joel, yeah, he knocks on the honeymoon suite door, sure. But he knew it was tomorrow. If Jesus would come back tomorrow, I, I guess we would do that. But if Jesus come back, I mean, I'm not going to disrupt people's honeymoon, right? Of course not. Uh, that's, uh, you know, it's value in taking your time. We, ex- we build friendships, we explain the gospel. But the thing is, the urgent just crowds out the important, right? Our, our normal life and our other things it just crowds it out. I mean, do I have to tell the gospel today? Well, I can do it tomorrow. Actually, I'm busy today, so I'll, I'll wait a day. Oh, I can also do it the day after. I can also do it the day after, right? I don't know what you're like, but it means we we just never get around to it. And yet, people need this. So, so let's not forget. These are the last days. Uh, the fire alarm is ringing. There'll be a, a worldwide fire. We need to be ready. Others need to be ready. In the long term, nothing matters more. So. Yeah, let's, let, let's prioritize this. Let's make the effort. Let's be on the lookout for opportunities. Let, let, let's encourage each other. Let's keep each other not distracted. Right? This really is the biggest thing there is. Nothing matters more than the day of the Lord. Again, Jesus is going to come back. We're going to stand before him. No one's going to say that they watched, wish I'd watch more Netflix. I, I, I wish I'd saved more money everyone will think, well, I wish I stopped that sin. I wish I prayed more. I wish I gave more. I wish I was bolder. Uh, Let's pray that 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 wouldn't be us. Let's keep on the forefront of our mind, the day of the Lord is coming. Nothing matters more. Let's pray. Our Father, there's so much going on in the world, but uh, we, we need to listen to your word. Uh, we want to remember that yeah, Jesus is coming back. Uh, his reward is with him, but also uh, yeah, a terrifying day for those who are against him. Father, we pray this would be in the forefront of our minds. Help us to see that nothing matters more. Uh, would we yeah, live? Uh, would we stay close to you? Uh, would we Make this the, well, what drives our, our good works, our love, and our priorities. And you know, Would you help us tell others, uh, make the most of the opportunity uh, that you've graciously given before the day of the Lord for people to be saved. Uh, please work through us. Please work through our church. Uh, would we see the kingdom grow? In Jesus' name.